Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That is what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. Be it joy and laughter, sorrow and tears, awe and insight, or deepest devotion, as we visit and listen, we are all part of a spiritual voyage called Song of the Soul. We've got an incredible musician here today for Song of the Soul with a five-star rating musical pedigree as well. I first heard Josh White Jr. in Milwaukee, Wisconsin in the early 1980s, was enchanted by both his music and his stage presence. Because I was impressed by him, I also learned about his father, the famous Josh White of songs like St. James Infirmary and much more. At the age of four, Josh White Jr. was already a good singer and performer, and since he just turned 80, it means he's been delighting audiences for more than 75 years. I'll let him speak for himself and for you to understand how fortunate you are that you tuned in today as Josh White Jr. joins us via Zoom from the great state of Michigan. Josh, I am so honored to have you here today for Song of the Soul. Well, I appreciate being asked. I'm I'm looking forward to having this time with you. And I really appreciate your son, Joshua III. So do I. (laughs) Also known as Buddha, who is really a force behind making this able to happen. Yes, I'm grateful to my son very much. It's really good to have someone with technology experience in the family. Truly, because I'm all thumbs. You're in Michigan. You were in New York State before. Though I understand you grew up a fair amount of the time right there in Manhattan. I was born and raised in New York City, 150th Street between Aspen and Broadway. That's the area I lived in until I got married, then I moved to the Bronx, and then came to Michigan. I figure you were raised on music, and I've, I've heard a recording of you doing a credible performance at three or four years old. I was four, yeah, yeah. I mean, all of my, I had four sisters, we all sang. My mother sang, so we came from a singing family. And I, I know there are times when you can come from a singing family but not be able to carry a tune. But fortunately, all of us were able to. And then me being the only son of Josh White, that was special to him. I've seen a number of recordings which list Beverly. Which, yes. which sister is she? Older, younger? Where is she in the lineup? She's 18 months older than me. She went and flew 18 hours in 1950 to sing with my father in Europe. I was a little too young to be on the stage somewhere, so Beverly started singing with us. So how did the gift of music in you, and you know, since I've heard you perform first time in, I guess, 1980, I heard you perform in Milwaukee, how did your dad or your family nurture that gift in you? How did it come up? It was always there. If you were not singing on stage, it was always music in the house. So music surrounded us all the time. And when you can sing... You listen to the radio, and if you're fortunate enough to be able to hear harmony, whenever you hear something you don't know, you find a harmony and go with it. Even if you don't know the words, you find out where the music is going, and that works you more and more. It was a joy. It wasn't something that you had to think about, and how am I going to do this? How am I going to... It just came up fully, and I'm grateful for it. My first gig was in June of 1961 in Detroit, Michigan. I could not find a motel or hotel that would take me. I had to rent a room from a black family in order for me to do my first gig. 
it was still that pervasive throughout the country. And I'm from New York City. And I mean, I've not experienced that. That kind of thing, maybe in the South, but not in the Midwest. Well, let's get started with some of the music that you selected for your Song of the Soul. You've written enough songs that we could do all songs that you had written. Yeah, I'm not a singer-songwriter. They come through me, but I would not consider myself a singer-songwriter. It's like, okay, God feels like putting a song through me on the vehicle. Here it is. Right. So we could do material that you had written, but in fact, your spiritual and your your soul force that came through music includes a lot of other people, obviously your father. Absolutely. So let's start off with your song, of Soul, whichever song you'd care to kick off with. Well, let's go with the, um, Sam Cooke, and he's so wonderful. Yes, he was, he was in a group called the Soul Stirrers, and when he left them and became commercial, he's so wonderful was when the feet did as a group, and he then came out commercially and did it and that was his first big hit which in fact was a spiritual that he used to do with soul story great voice great voice great voice and great ability the theme of you know god is so wonderful right right how much was of that is what you were raised with well my old man also always referred to god as the man upstairs so god wasn't spoken in the house he was accepted and it was understood but there's not a lot of talk when I started traveling myself, early 20s, I found a book that talked about nine different religions. But I like the fact that basically they all said the same thing, do unto others as you have understood you. If we just live that alone, life would be better. And our life is going to be better if we just take a pause right now to listen to Sam Cooke as he sings He's So Wonderful for Josh White Jr.'s Song of the Soul. Amen. Wonderful. God is so wonderful He's wonderful God He's so wonderful The Lord is my shepherd He's my guide, whatever I need, the Lord will provide and praise my God's name. I, I know He's so wonderful, and oh, He's wonderful, and I really believe the Lord is wonderful. Yes, He is, and oh, He's wonderful. I know the Lord is so wonderful. Yes, He is. And whoa, whoa. If you never tried God, try the Lord one day and see what my Father come down and make a way. And whoa, and oh, I can't help but love God. He's so wonderful. And whoa, and oh, He's a Yes, he is, and I know the man is wonderful. Yes, he is. Whoa, he's wonderful. I know the Lord is so wonderful. Whoa, Lord. Whoa, he's been my mother, been my father too. There's no limit. 
to what my Lord can do. And well, oh, oh, I love God. He's so Sam Cooke is the performer you just heard. He's So Wonderful is his first big hit. And evidently he did it, as Josh White Jr. tells me, before he became commercial with a group called the Soul Stirrers. I hope that it stirred up your soul a bit here to hear this. Again, (laughs) selected by Josh White Jr. for today's Song of the Soul. By the way, I have a link. There's not a website for Josh White Jr. right now, but on Facebook, you can keep up with him. I've got a link to his fan page on the NortonSpiritRadio.org website. So he's so wonderful. Sam Cooke, what connection did your dad or your family or anything have with Sam Cooke? Was he an inspiration to you at all musically or was he? He was another voice of people I like to hear who sang songs that touched me. A very special, special person, but he was someone I could look to. If if I I didn't learn the song just to hear him sing, enjoyed how he sang and loved his voice. Well, speaking of special people in your life, Evidently, if your parents had both died before you were six or five, you would have gone to a very special family, I think. That is to say, your godparents would have had responsibility for you. Can you imagine in, you know, say 1942, 43, ending up in the White House with the Roosevelts? I was so used to being around, and I knew her, Mrs. Roosevelt, didn't know him more, so it was nothing new. It was another friend of a friend that, that liked me and, and with the family. And so it, was, it would have been as traumatic as one might think because it was, she, there was love flowing out of her. So did your family keep up with Eleanor Roosevelt after her husband died? Yes. In fact, one of my father's brothers, Uncle Billy, whom he wrote the song Uncle Sam Says about segregation in, in services, wound up driving for Mrs. Roosevelt. So after a while, I used to go up to Hyde Park a lot with Uncle Billy and, and saw Mrs. Roosevelt, played with her grandson and all. Well, keep us going on your song of the soul. Which song would you care to share next? My old man, there was a song we used to love to sing called Green Grass Grew All Around because it's very wordy. So Beverly and I, when we used to sing with Dad, would do that with him and have so much fun. But for anyone, just to listen to how the words build up and how it comes down is a fun song to attempt to sing. It's my old man doing it. And he's doing it along with Sam Gary, I understand? Sam Gary, yes. We called him Uncle Gary, but he was not really an uncle. He was just one of the men that my dad sang with a lot. And he lived just a block away. Here's a performance of a traditional song, certainly Appalachian in flavor. It's called The Green Grass Grown All Around, more commonly known as Green Grass Grows All Around. It's being performed by Josh White, Josh White Sr. to most of us. And we have here today for Song of the Soul, Josh White Jr. Once was a hole, once was a hole, said it was a hole, said it was a hole, once was a hole, once was a hole, in the middle of the ground, in the middle of the ground, now hole in the ground, and the green grass grew all around, all around, the green grass grew all around, and in that hole, 
in that hole. There was some roots. There were some roots. The prettiest little roots. The prettiest little roots. That you ever did see. That you ever did see. Now the roots in the hole, in the hole, in the ground. The green grass grew all around, all around. The green grass grew all around. And in that root, in that root, there was a tree. There was a tree. The prettiest little tree. The prettiest little tree. That you ever did see. That you ever did see. Now the tree in the roots, in the roots, in the hole, in the hole, in the ground. The green grass grew all around, all around. The green grass grew all around. And on that tree, on that tree, there was a nest. There was a nest. The prettiest little nest. The prettiest little nest. That you ever did see. That you ever did see. Now nest on the tree, in the tree, in the roots, in the roots, in the hole, in the hole, in the ground. The green grass grew all around, all around. The green grass grew all around. And in that nest, in that nest, there was an egg. There was an egg. The prettiest little egg. The prettiest little egg. That you ever did see. That you ever did see. Now egg in the nest, in the nest, on the tree, in the tree, in the roots, in the roots, in the hole, in the hole, in the ground. The green grass grew all around, all around. The green grass grew all around. And in that nest, in that nest, there was an egg. There was an egg. The prettiest little egg. The prettiest little egg. That you ever did see. That you ever did see. Now egg in the nest, in the nest, in the tree, in the tree, in the roots, in the roots, in the hole, in the hole, in the ground. The green grass grew all around, all around. The green grass grew all around. And in that egg, in that egg, there was a bird. There was a bird. The prettiest little bird. The prettiest little bird. That you ever did see. That you ever did see. Now bird and egg, and the egg, and the nest, and the nest, and the tree, and the tree, and the roots, and the roots, and the hole, and the hole, and the ground. The green grass grew all around, all around. The green grass grew all around. And on that bird, on that bird, there was a feather. There was a feather. The prettiest little feather. The prettiest little feather. That you ever did see. That you ever did see. Now feather on the bird, and the bird, and the egg, and the egg, and the nest, and the nest, and the tree, and the tree, and the roots, and the roots, and the hole, and the hole, and the ground. The green grass grew all around, all around. The green grass grew all around. And on that feather, on that feather, there was a bug. There was a bug. The prettiest little bug. The prettiest little bug. That you ever did see. That you ever did see. Now bug on the feather, and the feather on the bird, and the bird, and the egg, and the egg, and the nest, and the nest, and the tree, and the tree, and the roots, and the roots, and the hole, and the hole, and the ground. The green grass grew all around, all around. The green grass grew all around. And on that eye, on that eye, there was an eyelash. There was an eyelash. Prettiest little eyelash. Prettiest little eyelash. That you ever did see. That you ever did see. Eyelash on the eye, and the eye on the bug, and the bug on the feather, and the feather on the bird, and the bird, and the egg, and the egg, and the nest, and the nest, and the tree, and the tree, and the roots, and the roots, and the hole, and the hole, and the ground. And the green grass grew all around, all around. The green grass grew all around. I have to admit, that is not a song I grew up with, but it's the equivalent of there was an old lady who swallowed a fly, right? Right. Or I suppose the 12 Days of Christmas, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fun song. And I've seen a lot of different versions out there because you can go to the bug and then what the hair on the bug and the flea on the hair on the bug. And <laughs> you can go as far as you know, maybe you got a microbe, maybe a coronavirus on the <laughs> flea on the, uh, who knows. How much did you perform with your dad before you were complete solo act? I worked with dad off and on for 17 years. Although we did one play together, I did four without him. And I started doing some TV without him, but always there, you know, if need be. But it was June of 1961 that I got my, I walked into the office, <laughs> our office, and I asked our manager, we're, we're going to go next. And Len said, Len Roosevelt, that a gig in, uh, in Detroit. Okay, but you're doing it alone. Well, I had not decided that I wanted to go alone yet. It was easier to do a few songs at a Josh White concert. People love you. Uh, but all of a sudden, it's the whole show is going to be yours. So it was, I was a little hesitant with that. But I did it. And it was back in the coffee house days. So people came in and they were nice and quiet. And that's where I started getting myself together as a solo performer. I wanted to ask you a few things about the next generation of Josh Whites. 
again, your father, Josh White, became famous as a performer, things like St. James Infirmary and other songs, which became part of our culture. Obviously, friends with the Roosevelts, uh, went to the White House five times. Then along comes this prodigy of a son, Josh White Jr., who has the amazing gift of music. Fortunately, your son, Josh White III, also known as Buddha, has a gift of touching computers well enough and doing the technology. But he's also a mime. And a mime? Yes. He studied with Marcel Marceau. I had no idea. Yeah. Is that all a part of Avalon Entertainment that he does? Yes. Okay. Well, I'm not sure, but I try and be creative and do this. But I was wondering if I could have Josh White the Third Buddha, as a guest for a radio show doing mime. I think there's some problems with that. <laughs> I'll have to talk with them. But in the meantime, let's go on to some more of the music that's selected for today's Song of the Soul by Josh White Jr. What do you want to share next? I think I want to hear me. There is a recording of me doing a song, Wherefores and the Wise. Gordon Lightfoot, I used to use it as an opener. I loved it. So you kicked it off with Gordon Lightfoot's song, Wherefore and Why. It's one I grew up loving as well. Performed here by Josh White Jr. It was actually done in 2009 on his recording live at the Raven Gallery. Here is Josh White Jr., Wherefore and Why's. up this morning something inside of me told me this would be my day i heard the morning train i felt the wind change too many times i'm on my way come on sunshine what can you show me where can you take me make me understand the wind can shake me brothers forsake me the rain can touch me can i touch the rain and then i saw the sunrise above a cotton sky like a candy candy light I saw the milkman, I saw the businessman, I saw the only road in sight. And then I got to thinking, what makes you wanna go? To know the way of all and the wise. Too many times now, thought, thought, I can't remember if it's September or July. Come on, sunshine, what can you show me? Can I touch the rain? Rain. Ah, rain rock. And all at once it came to me. I saw the queer force. Can see it if you try. It's in the sky above, it's in the ones you love. You never know the reason why. What can you show me? Where can you take me? Make me understand. The wind can shake me, brothers forsake me, the rain can touch me, then I touch the rain. 
With Christmas right around the corner, I feel like I've got a very special gift delivered to me today because I have Josh White Jr. here today for Song of the Soul. That's his rendition of Gordon Lightfoot's song, Wherefore and Wise. And it's obviously all about the meaning of life here. And you told me before we got on the air, Josh, that you really like nature. You really connect with the natural world, which I was a bit surprised about because you grew up in New York City. And maybe that's why. And maybe it is. And appreciate it more coming from the city when you look and, and appreciate and take it all in. I mentioned earlier, Josh, that I was in the Peace Corps in West Africa. My understanding was that you were somehow named by the U.S. government the voice of the Peace Corps Voice of Vista back in 1980. How did that come about? What did you? What does that mean doing? I hadn't done anything special. I think they accumulated the things I'd done, and they decided to give me that. I had nothing to do with it. I was very grateful. I was just being me, doing me, wherever, not doing anything special for any kind of reward. It's you just, and people observe, and I guess that's where it all came from. You know, as I was talking about you being a voice of the Peace Corps, I was wondering if it had anything to do with you either performing overseas. Obviously, your father did a fair amount of Europe or other places when he was blacklisted during the McCarthy era. Did you do much performing internationally? No, not not a lot. No. Canada, of course, but that's just right across the border. And Beverly and I did Sweden with my father. And I did Sweden alone after he died, I think in 1970, but mostly here in the States. You know, we who sing are ready to sing anywhere. You know, we're not limiting ourselves. If it can work out, I'll sing wherever you want, as long as people are quiet. Did you learn any other languages along the way? No, no. Not at all? Well, I went to a private school that taught French from the first grade to 12th grade. So I have people that were fluent in French. I went to school with Christopher Walken. I went to school with Elliot Gould. I went to school with Leslie Uggams. We all went through that together. Some of us learned French, some of us didn't. Some of us use it as playtime. So if I said to you, Eau Claire, do you know what it means? Yes, I I like Eau Claire's. (laughs) No, those are eclairs. (laughs) (laughs) Your your English is a little tilted there. (laughs) Eau Claire means clear water. Okay, yeah. Well, let's continue down the path of your Song of the Soul. Where do we go next for Song of the Soul? I think of this the, the English language song. How can I put this? I was going to go in the room where I knew I was going to be there for a while sitting down. I thought I'd bring a book with me. I got the Reader's Digest, and while I was sitting there, I ran across this English language. And I thought, boy, how clever. As soon as I get out of the bathroom, I'm going to get the guitar and and put this into a song. But I, I didn't want to change any words to create a song. So I just decided to just play music under it and just read it, the English language. I did it at a benefit in the village where we performers in the village were trying to save a structure that was going to be torn down that had value to us from our historical. And Pete Seeger, along with Tom Paxton and Tom Shaven, probably just a whole bunch of us were there. And I tried the English language song. And of course, it went over well. Maybe two to three weeks later, I get a call from Pete Seeger. And Pete Seeger is asking me if he could do my song which I still think to this day is hysterical that Pete would ask me, oh, can I sing your song? We're all of us want Pete to do anything of ours at all. So yeah, then Pete started doing it. And I was very honored that he recognized what I saw and knew that it was something that he'd like to do in his prayer. 
is that phrase, English is crazy, is that part of the original Reader's Digest text? No, that's Pete. Well, he knew how to turn a word. If you don't mind, I'll tell you a story that Pete told me when I used to do his festivals. Because he's known for leading people in song. He said, I got it from my father. Because when they were younger, he said he watched my father teach an audience a song. For example, on top of a smoky, all covered with snow, all covered with, I lost my true lover. I lost my true. So he used that as, as an example and took that and it became part of who Pete Seeger was to lead people in song. He always gave to me, my own man, credit for that, stimulating him like that. Well, the song we're going to listen to now is actually performed by Pete Seeger. Pete Seeger credits Josh White Jr. as the author of the song, although Reader's Digest might be the ultimate source, and that's obviously very close to the hand of God. Here is English is Crazy. is the most widely used language in the history of the planet. One out of every seven human beings can speak or read it. It has the largest vocabulary, perhaps two million words. But face it, English is crazy. Got it? You've got to help me out next time. Just a few examples. There's no egg in eggplant. No pine or apple in pineapple. A writer writes to do fingers fing. Do grocers gross. Quicksand works slowly. Boxing rings are square. If the plural of tooth is teeth, shouldn't the plural of booth be beef? It's one goose, two geese, why not one moose, two moose? The plural of index is indices, should it be one Kleenex, two Kleenexes? What other language do you drive in a parkway and park on the driveway? Recite at a play and play at a recital. Ship by truck, send cargo by ship. Have noses that run and feet that smell. You have to marvel at the lunacy of a language in which your house can burn down when it burns up. You fill out a form when you fill it in. Your alarm clock goes off when it goes on. And if a vegetarian eats vegetables, what does a humanitarian eat? <laughs> English was made up by people, not computers. Reflects the creativity of the human race. So that's why when I wind up my watch, I start it. When I wind up this rap, I end it.
I hope you recognize that voice, folks. That was Pete Seeger singing the song English is Crazy, which he stole with permission from Josh White Jr., who got it straight from Reader's Digest. Did you continue to perform that song? Oh, absolutely. Sure. And so we could have had a recording of you singing it as well? You know, it's only on cassette, as Buddha just told me. So I've never officially put it on an album. I do want to remind folks, you are listening to Song of the Soul. You find us on the web at northernspiritradio.org. That's a good way to follow the link to the fan page on Facebook for our guest today, Josh White Jr. That's the best place to find him these days. You'll actually have some trouble tracking down all of his discography. I have a listing here of, I don't know what it is, 15 or 16 or 17 recordings. And I don't think I have the entire list because I don't think anyone can encompass what Josh White Jr. has done. Obviously, he was gifted from his father, Josh White, with a lot of music, which poured through his veins and his voice into the world. Again, find the link to track down Josh White Jr. See a good picture of him on his 80th birthday, which just happened this past month. I'm about to put live on, on the internet music from the White House. I'm going to be doing songs from my house, songs I've always known, songs that friends have wanted me to sing and didn't. I'm just doing music from the White House and do every, every song I know. Well, you can look for that streaming event. You, I'm sure it'll be announced on the fan page there on Facebook, links on NordenSpiritRadio.org. With all of our guests of the past 15 years, there's an awful lot of wonderful musicians and the activists that we have on our Spirit in Action program, all of them linked from NordenSpiritRadio.org. Comment on and rate the programs that we share with you. Find the places where we're podcast, all of that via our website. And there's a donate button. This full-time work is supported by your donations. I just want to point out, folks, that there's a lot of right-wing money going into radio. There's a reason that so much of talk radio is heavily tilted towards the right. It's because it's being funded by conservative and sometimes very unjust people on the right who are pouring the money in to influence the mindset to control our world. So please, every time you support public radio, community radio is what I particularly love, and that's where our programs are syndicated. Remember, we need the support of many hands of the people in order to counterbalance this enormous funding advantage that the conservative folks have with respect to radio and other media. So support your local community radio station. Amen, amen. Start with that. Start with that. And again, NordenSpiritRadio.org, you'll find all of the 40 plus stations where our programs are carried. We just added three the past two months. So we're building it up and uh, hopefully before year's end of 2021, we'll be over 100. You can help us make that happen. Amen. Do you still get out and perform much? Well, right now the weather and the virus is stopping, but I can never stop doing what I'm doing. This is all I know. In fact, because of the virus and all, this is the longest time I've ever had not singing someone. Have you done much of the streaming concert kind of thing? No, not really, but I'm, I've got to. You've got to. Let me let me just say that for you again. You've got to. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I will. I understand that at one point, and I, with the folk insurrection of the 50s, 60s, and so on, I think it was maybe very natural to go to a lot of college campuses and perform. I understand that tailed off a lot along the way. It did. 
Well, I, I lived on colleges. I do uh, God knows how many a year, and I, I, I look forward to it. And yes, then it started slowing down, and you got to deal with what you got because you always want to touch people. There's It's one thing to record, but it's another thing to sing to someone. I like to sing to someone. You can't beat it. Did you woo either of your wives by singing to them? Well, my first girlfriend, wife, I just knew her from the neighborhood. It had nothing to do with my singing, though I was singing back then. But my wife that I've now been with for 42 years or whatever, I met her on that first gig in Michigan. Within the first week that I was at this particular place for three weeks, her sister had seen me. And within days, I met Sarah Turtling, who is now Sarah White. How wonderful. That's, that's a lot of mileage. It was fun because she's Caucasian. So my stepkids are white. So it was interesting over the years for my kids to come in. I remember my youngest daughter came in and she had a, a t-shirt with my face on it. And somebody asked her who that was. She said, it's my father. <laughs> <laughs> How sweet. How sweet. How did it go in your family? I understand your dad died in 1969. So Josh White Sr. died in 69. That's three Joshes in a row. And I always wondered how around the house someone address Josh, your dad, Josh, you, Josh, your son. I'm Joshua Donald. So at home, Josh was my father. Donnie was me. Donnie. Okay. Yes. And your son was Buddha or what? Buddha came from my friend who named him Buddha, but he's Josh White Third. And in 69, we have a Jason now. So we're all Jays. There was Jackie, but there's, there's Josh White Third and there's Jason. <laughs> Well, let's go on to some more of the music of Josh White Jr., the middle Josh, as he's known to no one else in the world. But what song should we share for your song of the soul? I would like to hear the three men who first saw me when I was born, which was Josh White, Sonny Terry, and Brownie McGee. Apparently, my father was working with them somewhere in, in Manhattan, heard that I was born, and Brownie and Sonny came with my father. So the first three men to see me was Sonny Terry, Brownie McGee, and my old man. Wow, what an illustrious group of people to have the viewing. And and we're getting very close right now to Christmas, and it's a little bit like the three wise men coming in, or maybe <laughs> three blues men, or I don't know what you'd call them. <laughs> but I tell you, when I got old enough to work with them, it was just, just a joy. They were like a marriage, and it was sad because I was also around when they started not getting along because they got along so well on stage not getting into long stuff, but Sonny stopped drinking. Brownie and Sonny always used to drink together. And, and so when Sonny stopped, then that part of their friendship wasn't there anymore. And that's where they started drifting apart. I've got a cousin who has written words to a song. He hasn't put a tune to it. But Pat's song is about a guy who lost his wife to AA because when she <laughs> stopped drinking. <laughs> oh, yes. Doesn't that sound like a song that needs to be sung? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Well, I, I got so bad that I went to a rehab, and I was grateful for it back in 1988 or somewhere like that. Alcoholism is a disease just like cancer. Most people don't put it that way, but if you go through it and you listen, so it is a disease, people. So was Josh White Jr. cured at that point then? Oh, Josh White Jr. went in there and haven't had a drink since 1988. Wow. And I can be around people drinking, and it doesn't faze me. And my, my last drink I used to love, I used to love scotch and milk. <laughs> it was a great drink. But did that change what kind of performances you could do? Would you drink before being on stage? Oh, I never drank beforehand. The high that I got was doing what I did. 
I then I drink like a fish after I got off the stage, but I never, ever drank before performance. One of the things that I read about your father, and of course, you know, I never had connection with him directly. I got introduced really to his music through you. So Josh White was reputed to be one very energetic, handsome and sexy man up there on stage. And I've heard the same thing about his son. <laughs> As an octogenarian now, I think you could probably still really woo the young women. Not that you'd try to. No. But drinking was, is part of a culture where that's supposed to happen. Yes. When you drink with Josh White, especially with your son, my father would drink scotch on the rocks. But you gargle it before you drank it. I don't know what that was supposed to prove or whatever, but Josh White did it, so Josh White Jr. I think it's because it kills the alcohol and it kills any of the germs in your throat, and so it's just a health measure. <laughs> I don't know why I'd never heard that said that way. <laughs> my, my old man thanks you. <laughs> Well, blessings to him, blessings for the music that he brought to the world and for the music that he engendered in you and your siblings and passed on down through the family. What a beautiful gift to the world. And grateful for it. And did we do, we did hear Dad and Brown and Sonny, right? Well, we didn't actually listen to the song yet, so why don't we listen to it? You didn't even say what the song is. Uh, what you going to do when you meet kids? Uh, my baby, it's called Sometime. I've heard the old man do it a, lo a lot alone, but when I heard the three of them do it, it just killed me. So, Brownie, Sonny, Josh White. Here it is, Sometime for Josh White Jr., Song of the Soul from his father and friends' influences on his musical life. Here today for Song of the Soul. What you gonna do when your meat gives out, my baby? What you gonna do when your meat gives out, my honey? What you gonna do when your meat gives out? Standing around the corner, mouth and apart for some time. Ooh. What you gonna do when your shoes give out, my baby? What you gonna do when your shoes give out, my honey? Shoes get thin, I'm gonna quit the street. Take my chair and put a fan at my feet for some time. Chair gives out, my baby. What you gonna do when your chair gives out, my honey? When I got no chair, no meat, no shoes, lay across the bed, head in the blues for some time. Slats in the bed go blam to blam the morning. Slats in the bed go blam to blam in the evening. Slats in the bed go blam to blam, but I'll go and sleep like I don't give a damn for some time.
you gonna do when your man gives out my baby? What you gonna do when your man gives out my honey? First I'll grab my money and kick him off the place. Then I'll use the other man I had around just in case for some time. That amazing harmonica and tune and the whole energy of the performance. Oh man, yes, yes, yes. The reason it got here today for Josh White Jr.'s Song of the Soul is because his dad, Josh White, was principal in there along with Sonny Terry and Brownie McGee, and the song was Sometime. I hope you all are just going down the street singing that to yourself. You know, Absolutely. <laughs> Slats on the bed go blam, blam, blam. In the <laughs> anyway, we've got Josh White Jr. here today for Song of the Soul, and I am so thankful that we do. It's like the best Christmas gift I could have received. My goodness, I'm touched. Well, it is amazing having seen you, what, 40 years ago. I mean, I haven't seen you in person, <laughs> well, at least uh, 38 years or whatever it is. Having Not having seen you all those years, it's renewing something in my soul to be able to have you here. Both seeing you via Zoom and hearing you in the stories and the connection, which is part of the tapestry of what's deepest in my soul. So thank you for being here. Absolutely. I'm great. Let's rush on to some more of the music that you'd care to share. I wandered around religions for a long time. I didn't accept that which I grew up with. And I found, I read a book that showed, that explained nine different religions. And when I started, Unity Church is would have we folk singers. A lot of the other Methodist X, Y, and Z churches didn't. So I got close to people in Unity and I was given some books to read and I had a close contact with them. And so um, there was a paragraph at the end of one of the books that I had of theirs that I felt I need to remember this. And the best way to remember something is put it to song. So all of a sudden I put music to Words from Unity and it's called Words from Unity. All I did was put music to what I felt expressed so greatly how I felt, how I saw things. You don't need a structure, religious structure, to be spiritual. You know, so I do not relate particularly to any church of any kind, but my heart is with all churches, all religions. Greater is he that is in me than he who is of the world. I live with that. Every night, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful. I'm grateful to have that awareness. We can talk about how people grasp God or how they describe. I may be wrong or I may be right, but the God that I know says, love thy neighbor as thyself, that you would not do anything to anyone that you didn't want to do to me. That's it. I mean, right there to me, you don't need to go any further. And these words come, I understand, from Emily Cady. I found it amongst a collection, or I guess actually her first initial is H, H. Emily Cady. And Lessons in Truth is the collection I found these words from. Yes. And Josh White Jr. heard him over the years, performing a number of times at Unity Churches. And he brings them here today with a tune that he put to it. So remember it. Words from Unity is the song. It's from Delicate Balance, he released back in 2007. Very happy with this. Thank you. However humble your place in life, however unknown to the world you may be, However small your capabilities may seem 
at present to you For you are just as much a necessity to God In his efforts to get himself into visibility As the most brilliant Cultured Person In this world Remember Remember this always And always act From the highest Within you You know, Josh, I am not known for my perfect memory, but I have learned, just as you did, that if you put a device to words, you'll retain them in your head. And obviously, you were very motivated to do that with that song. Oh, absolutely. Words from Unity. Again, folks, you'll find it on his recording, Delicate Balance, back from 2007. The words from, actually, Unity, the church, H. Emily Cady is the author of the words way back in the 1800s. Mm-hmm. The tune is completely from Josh White Jr., who's with us here today for Song of the Soul. Having performed a number of times at Unity Churches, you obviously found some fellow travelers who saw things with substantially the same vision you were seeing. You said, Josh, that love your neighbor is the principle that's kind of at the core for you. There must have been times, certainly I've had them, and even though I'm a peace-loving Quaker, there's times when some people's faults are so egregious that I'm tempted towards hate, anger, certainly anger, maybe hate. I don't think I do that at all. And you, growing up as a black man, certainly have experienced more than your share of abuse. Especially because of the music I do. I've never sung to black people. I always sing to white people. White people come to hear folk music. Black people don't. Not even comparable. The amount of white people I sing to who come to hear me than blacks. In fact, <laughs> early in my career, if there was like a black couple in the place where I was singing, I try and do blues because I hear black people like blues. So I try to get them to like me. If I did the song that I thought they liked, then one day I realized, white, give them who you are. If they're going to like you or dislike you, let them be it because you show them who you are. Not you try and cater to what you think they want to hear. And since then, I've been fine. I remember doing in 1984 an NAACP convention. I had never (laughs) in my life saw so many black faces in front of me. (laughs) Never, never. 
I, I come to the, to the realization that no matter what the color, give them who you are. And at the time, one of my biggest songs was uh, a country tune, Long Haired Country Boy. I gave them who I was, and they love Long Haired Country Boy. And it showed me wherever you are, no matter what color they are, give them you. Well, you've been giving the world to you since you were four years old. <laughs> yeah, I've only been doing now 77 years. Uh, I'm so glad that you grew up with the work of your soul. You never had to trade off. Grateful. I'm grateful. In fact, my newest song that I'm doing is writing, you know, being grateful. I think when you can remind somebody of something, the best way to do it, have we talked this about this already? Put it into song. So, I, you know, I envision uh, teaching people the song that I've never done with anyone else. Well, I'm grateful to greet Well, I'm grateful, grateful to this day. And then have people raise their hands and say what they're grateful for. And I'll say, I can start off. I'm grateful because in 1950, I ran up between two parked cars and I got hit by a car and I could have been killed, but I didn't. I'm grateful. You know, what are you grateful for? It could be little things. Uh, my car ran out of the gas when I was able to get close to a, whatever. Just remember the little gratefulnesses. Be grateful. And I think people will remember, work at being grateful if they have a tune that can be put in their heads. Well, I'm grateful, grateful to this day. So you're going to release this sometime? I, you haven't released it. I'm going to, I, yeah. I mean, when I do my broadcast on... on uh, Your streaming concerts? Yes. And it'll make people keep thinking. And the nice thing about it is, the course is easy enough that you won't forget. So even those who can't carry a tune, they hear it in their minds the way the tune is. So put it in their heads. Put it in their minds. Being grateful. And you know what would make this world even better than it already is? Is if we had one more song from you. <laughs> I think we have said prayer for a stranger. This song came through me. It, it's like I felt a process happening through me than from me. And so say a prayer for a stranger to me is so simple. I mean, it's easy to say a prayer for someone you love, but it's harder to say a prayer for someone you don't love. Because first of all, if you don't love them, you know they need prayer. <laughs> 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 so you say a prayer for that person who was taught to hate. You say a prayer for... Someone who'd rather not see you on this earth. You say a prayer for them. We're all God's children. That's how we're going to go out today for Song of the Soul, filled with gratitude and filled with prayers of passing that on to all of our neighbors across the world. Amen. Been more than a pleasure. Exactly my thought. Thank you again. And again, folks, we've been speaking with Josh White Jr. The way to connect with him and find out about his upcoming streaming concert and so on is via his fan page on Facebook. We have that linked on northernspiritradio.org. Josh, thank you so much for being part of the soundtrack of what I'm grateful for in this life. More than grateful. And have a good holiday. Save one. Thank you. Here we go out, folks, with Say a Prayer for a Stranger. Josh White Jr. has been our guest. We'll see you all next week for Song of the Soul. And say a prayer for a stranger. It's not what you do, but more why you do it. It's not what you say, but more what you mean. Not what you feel, but more how you show it and give for a friend is all very well. To help.
up all your friends is the dream of so many To share in their joy is what you conceive But when I feel the joy of God in my soul Is when I say a prayer for a stranger It's not who you help, but more why you help them. It's not who you help, nor if you pick the time. Just keep in mind we all are just brothers, and the man on the street can be your friend. For the world can get smaller every day. And it will if you keep this in mind Don't look at your brother in anger Just say a prayer for a stranger Have you ever done for the sake of just doing To know in your heart You've done your fair share To do your deeds With the strength and conviction That only you will know Just what you've done For the world can get smaller every day And it will if you keep this in mind Don't look at your brother in anger Just say a prayer for a stranger The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it is called Song of the Soul. Check out all things Song of the Soul on northernspiritradio.org, guests, links, stations, and a place for your feedback, suggestions, and support. Send your Songs of the Soul to me, Mark Helps Meet, via the info on our website, and join us weekly for Song of the Soul.